Hello, everybody. Hello. Again, again, we have with us the man of men. Nobody anywhere, bring him on, let me see him, that knows the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, the facts, the figures, the data, and the realities of what the Constitution and Bill of Rights is, what it's become, and where it's going, than Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge, thanks for being here today. And well, thanks, I must for know, having, thanks for having me on, Gerald. Yeah, no, I must tell you, I'm, I'm very sad to see what's happened to this country of ours. And um, I, I just see it declining and declining in front of our face. And each week, you know, you, we, you bring up a, an article from the, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and how they're being you know, destroyed. And you have another, I, I read this thing too, it was in the news, uh, about what happened in this tiny little town out in uh, Kansas, Marion, Kansas, 1,900-person town. And it was last Friday night, and the Gestapo broke into this guy's house and, you know, and, and uh, because of nothing. Yeah, and, you know, the, the feds have been doing this and getting away with it for years. And I have been tracking, this is going back to my, my time at Fox, the uh, destruction of civil liberties starting at the top, not at the bottom. So the states imitate the feds, get away with it. And then the locals imitate the states and the feds. So on Friday night in this 1900-person town, the police chief called all the cops in. There's only five cops in the town, only 1,900 people. All five come in right away. We have to serve this emergency search warrant. They serve the search warrant. They break down a door. They walk into a business. They seize the business's servers. The employees that were there were forced to uh, cough up their uh, personal devices. And they say, where's the boss? The boss is at home. They went to the boss's home, broke down his door, seized his server in his home, seized his desktop, seized his mobile device, seized his checkbook. His 98-year-old mother watches us. She collapses. The next day, she's dead. She dies of a heart attack from the stress of observing this. What was this terroristic business that they had to invade? A small-town weekly newspaper. And what was the article that they were uh, concerned about? A restaurant review. And what scurrilous information was in the restaurant review? It wasn't even published. What? So the reporter who's doing the restaurant review about a restaurant applying for a liquor license discovers that the owner of the restaurant has a DWI conviction, which is disabling for a liquor license. The, the reporter asks the owner about it. She calls the police and say, this reporter must have stolen my identity, logged onto the Kansas police a website as if she were me and downloaded my driving record. Well, DWI records in Kansas are public. You could access them from New York. I can access them from New Jersey. Nevertheless, a judge signed the search warrant to have the police ransack this newspaper like the Gestapo uh, looking to get every uh, ounce of data from the newspaper to see who uh, committed identity theft. And the answer was, no one committed identity theft. There's a federal statute that prohibits the police from doing this. 
if they want information from the media, that's you, that's me, that's a, a small town newspaper, that's the New York Times, that's Fox News, that's the Washington Post, they have to present evidence of a crime to a grand jury and get a grand jury subpoena. And then you have the opportunity to challenge that subpoena. They can't just break down your doors. Why? Because the Supreme Court has ruled and Congress picked up on this, that the press is the eyes and ears of the public. What kind of a society do we live in where the government can threaten uh, the press like this? We have the right to think as we wish and say what we think and publish what we say. We have that natural right because it is our pursuit of happiness. We can't be fully. I know you're not supposed to say anymore that you pursue happiness. That's what <laughs> Jefferson put in the Constitu- in the Declaration. But we can't be fully happy or fully human if our free thought and free speech and free press can be interfered with by the uh, police for such frivolous reasons. That's why that's why I wrote this piece, because freedom is dying by a thousand little cuts. And this is one of them. Even freedom is is dying by a thousand little cuts, even in small town America, power corrupts and liberty is diminished. Now, they have to bring a federal lawsuit against this uh, police department. I don't know where where that's going to go. I don't know why the judge signed a warrant. The judge is supposed to know the law that the DWI records are public and that the police are prohibited from executing a search warrant uh, on the press. The judge is supposed to know this, but she signed the search warrant anyway. And there was something else too about the the cop that, 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 that gave the order. Wasn't there something about him too? Correct. Correct. He, the, the newspaper was planning to publish negative information about this uh, police chief that also was not published. Was it not published because they're afraid of another raid? Was the raid undertaken because the cop had a vendetta against a newspaper that was investigating his excesses as a police officer? Where are we going with this? This is like Nazi Germany. Yes. Say what we say, what we want, we'll leave you alone. Stay what we don't want. We'll invade you on a Friday evening. Yeah. America's become like Nazi Germany. Yes. You know, so this got this got a lot of press because of people all across the spectrum, you know, liberals hate this, conservatives hate this. Law and order types usually give police the benefit of the doubt, but there's no there's no benefit and there's no doubt here. This was absolutely and totally wrong violative uh, of the Constitution, violative of Kansas law, as well as uh, federal law. So as the publisher of a magazine, the Trends Journal, I'm a journalist. Correct. So what would be the restrictions that they would, that I would, that a journalist would have that a regular person wouldn't have? A regular person can be assaulted by a search warrant at six in the morning, like at Mar-a-Lago. A journalist cannot. They have to ask you for what they want, or they have to serve a subpoena on you, which is not due for another 10 days. So you have 10 days in which to get a lawyer and challenge it. Before 1986, that was the law of the land in the United States for everybody, not just journalists. The Reagan administration had this this, uh, fear of money laundering by drug gangs, So they enacted the Bank Privacy Act of 1986, 
beware of the title of federal laws. They usually mean the opposite. Yeah. It's really, it's really the Government Privacy Act of 1986, because it would allow the government to go to your bank and get your banking records and prohibit the bank from telling you that the feds are there. Pre-1986, they had to serve you with a subpoena and you had the opportunity to challenge it. Oh, we're worried you might destroy the records. What do you mean destroy the records? The bank has the records. Unless you're Hillary Clinton and you own your own server and you're going to bleach the daylights out of it, you can't destroy the records. <laughs> can't make Everyone listening, listen to what Judge Napolo, Napolitano was saying. As I said, nobody knows the facts, the data like he does. I ask him a question, all of a sudden, boom, 1986 comes up and what the Reagan administration did to also rob us more of our freedom. And in your article, you also have that the article will be out tomorrow. And again, everybody, you know, that understand that you got to see what the judge is doing daily with all the great people that he has on on judging freedom and it's one after another and you're not going to want to miss it because he's giving you information that you're just not getting anywhere else when it comes to uh, judging freedom. So go, go to judging freedom and, and see what he's doing. You have an article as you write here that um, the first amendment reads in part quote, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or the press end quote. The iconic language was written not to grant the freedom of speech or for the press or of the press, but to restrain the federal government from interfering with it. We all enjoy from our dignity as human beings the right to think as we wish and say what we think and publish what we say. You are 100% wrong. Who the hell are you to say that? I'll tell you what to say. I'm the government. Anything that you don't swallow from me, you are prevented from thinking for yourself. You are only allowed to swallow government crap. This is America. Brainwashed by crap. That's America. These are the people that you have to listen to. You can't think for yourself. Right in front of our eyes. Right in front of our eyes. They remember they were going to put that clown lady in there that, that was going to be the misinformation expert. They were right. Gonna, oh, remember that one? Right. Right. It's a tip. I, 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 I know I know why you're I know why you're sad when you start your day each morning the way I know you do, devouring all the major national and international publications because the news is terrible. It's it it is a vindication of Jefferson's prediction, which is that in the long run government would grow and liberty would shrink. I mean that that's the understatement of the age. If you compare our lives today to the lives that the uh, oh. founders of the country and the framers of the Constitution gave us, government was just a government. Government would grow and liberty would and, liber and liberty would shrink. He predicted that in one of his uh, famous uh, letters, correspondence yep. that he had with John Adams uh, shortly before the two of them died. Yeah, and he was right. Yep. 
And that's why, of course, we have this T-shirt that anybody could get. Hey, politicians. <laughs> right. Yep. And that's, uh, you go to trendsjournal.com and you get it on the uh, shop. No, I'm, I'm heartbroken. And the people have lost their fight. And, 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 and again, look at our good friend, Scott Ritter, blacklisted. Taken off, taken off of YouTube because he cites accurate, as far as we can tell, data and statistics showing that the Russians are going uh, to win the war, that Ukraine can't possibly survive this uh, onslaught. And for that, he's being silenced. Yep. Now, YouTube is a private entity, and they can discriminate on the on the basis of the content of speech, unless they're doing the government's bidding. Which they if are. His former, if his former bosses, the CIA, ask if, I don't know this happened, if the CIA or any entity in the government asks YouTube to take him down, then we have a very, very serious constitutional oh, uh, violation. It's gone. Listen, you know, all the news, by the way, people, you know, this is summertime and the living is easy <laughs> and people don't have a clue what's going on, even during non-summertime. But now they're totally tuned out. But all the news day after day is about Trump. So tell me what's going on with this. Well, uh, a grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia, that's Atlanta, uh, indicted Trump and 18 others uh, on a conspiracy charge. By the way, they they cite a statute which will aggravate you and me because it's a it's a statute written to attack the mob and it has an Italian name to the statute. The statute is called Rico, which is an Italian nickname for somebody named Enrico Henry in Italian. But Rico stands for Racketeer Influence Corrupt Organization Act a Nixon-era statute used to bankrupt the mob. So if a crime family extorted a million dollars from a legitimate businessman, the feds could sue the crime family for three times the amount extorted under this RICO statute, give the businessman his million, and seize two million from the mob in an effort to put it out of business. The, the prosecutor who did this most effectively and publicly in his career was Rudy Giuliani. Rudy is now a defendant in this RICO <laughs> case. Good. Arguing that Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani and 17 others, so 19 in all, engaged in a, uh, a plot to trick the government into thinking that uh, Donald Trump won Georgia and Joe Biden lost it. How did they do it? Well, you know, when you vote for president, even though you see the name there, Donald Trump, Joseph Biden, you're not actually voting for them, either of them. You're voting for electors pledged to them. Each state has the same number of electors as it has members of Congress. So Georgia has 14 members of the House and two members of the Senate. They have 16 electors. New Jersey has 13 electors, 11 in the House, two in the Senate. The electors chosen by popular vote in Georgia were the Democrat electors pledged to vote in the Electoral College for Joe Biden. Biden won the state after two recounts supervised by a Republican governor and a Republican secretary of state by 11,780 votes. Notwithstanding that, Giuliani and Trump got 16 Republicans to sign documents swearing under oath that they were the electors 
that they had been elected. They filed those documents with the Secretary of State of Georgia. They filed them with the United States uh, Senate. Those documents were all perjury. Four of those 12 were indicted with Trump, of those 16 were indicted with Trump. What happened to the other 12? They got immunity. They're going to testify against Trump and against Giuliani. This is their nightmare. 12 of their own Confederates are going to testify against them. Now, that's the case in a nutshell. It's 95 pages long. There are 19 defendants. There are 30 unindicted, unnamed, uncharged co-conspirators. There are 91 different crimes charged in there, but that's it in a nutshell. A scheme to trick the Senate of the United States of America into counting illegal, illicit electoral votes that were not validly chosen. How Giuliani thought he could get away with this is beyond me. And then they've got texts and emails and transcripts of conversations. If she can prove, the, the prosecutor, if she can prove half of what's in the indictment, Giuliani and Trump will, will be in jail probably for the rest of their lives. They're, wow. both, in their late, they're both in their late 70s. Wow. That's wow. what hap- that's what happened uh, at 11 o'clock uh, on Monday night. I was on Newsmax from nine until midnight. I was wiped the next day. Wow. Yeah. So this is serious then. It's not. It's I not think serious. this is I think this is more serious than the federal indictments. I think it's easy for a jury to understand. And uh, it, it's immune from a presidential pardon. The president cannot interfere with a state uh, prosecution or pardon, <coughs> excuse me, anyone convicted under a, in a state court. <sighs> so he's got four, four indictments. In my opinion, those cases are all going to come to trial before the Republican National Convention, which is 11 months from now. 11 months from now is the Republican National Convention in Milwaukee. I think it's in Milwaukee. Um, all four of those cases are going to be tried uh, before that. He's going to be spending all of his time uh, in in a courtroom. Yeah. Is he spending his own money uh, defending himself? No, he's uh, using uh, politically raised PAC money to pay his legal bills. His legal bills so far, forty million. Holy Christ! Forty million. Who could afford this other than somebody like Trump? Well, I just read something where uh, Giuliani's going broke from. <laughs> <laughs> to trying to get lawyers for, to defend him. Yes. Yes. And, you know, again, um, in looking at the, the big picture here, um, you said the, the convention is coming up in 11 months. The, who do you think is going to be then the Republican presidential candidate? I think the Republicans are crazy enough to go with Trump. And if they do that, in my opinion, will assure a Biden victory. Biden is one of the worst presidents ever and the worst president, certainly the worst president since George W. Um, uh, But the only way he gets reelected is if the focus is not on him and his horrible stewardship of the executive branch, but on Trump's personality, character and alleged criminality. And if the Republicans are foolish enough to nominate Trump, they're going to give Joe Biden, who can barely, barely put two sentences together. I know That's that's how. Uh, diminished he is, uh, they're going to give him another term in the White House. Now, maybe the Democrats recognize how bad Joe is. Maybe Bobby Kennedy will pull a rabbit out of a hat. I don't know. 
You think they'll put up another guy like Gavin Newsom? Uh, he's the one that's supposedly waiting in the wings. Uh, they really would like Mrs. Obama, but apparently she didn't like her eight years in the White House and she doesn't want another four. <laughs> Besides, now they're multi, 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 multi millionaires. They are. You know, isn't that great, huh? You come from nothing and look at all the dough you get when you become president. All you Correct. have to look at as Bill and Hillary Clinton, a little yeah. Billy of nothing, a little nothing of a boy, a little nothing of a boy that sold this country out in so many ways. Oh, the Bill Clinton that got us NAFTA, sucked our jobs out to the cheap labor in Mexico. Oh, the slimy Bill Clinton that did away with the Glass-Steagall Act so the banksters could get bigger. Oh, you were talking about the RICO Act before? Hey, we got to get them Italians. Oh, yeah, but Wells Fargo, Citigroup. Oh, J.P. Morgan with five felonies convicted? Hey, Salenti, you're just a little giddy. These are very important people. They can rob all the money you want. Oh, you remember once upon a time, not too long ago, there was this person by the name of Jesus Christ who drove the money changes out of the temple. Correct. Yeah. That's a, be that's a beautiful cover. Yep. Is that, is that uh, Jamie Dimon being hit with the whip? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. This, this is the hypocrisy of this nation. Yes. It's right in front of everybody's eyes. Yes. They are robbing us of our freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom to think for yourself, and a crime syndicate is running the country. Yes. The crime syndicate is called the government. Yep. And it, it lies, cheats, steals, and kills with impunity. Lies, the government lies, steals, cheats with impunity. America. And yes. as you said a couple of weeks ago, where are the people? Where are the people? Where are the people joining our fight? Yeah. Where is where is the outrage when the FBI announces we only spied on 278,000 people <laughs> illegally? Don't worry about it. It was only 278,000 and don't worry who you are because we didn't we didn't tell anybody. Where is the outrage when the Gestapo breaks into a small town uh, newspaper uh, in order to further the chief and, and the restaurateur's political vendetta against the reporter there? Where is the outrage as freedom dies by a thousand little cuts. Freedom dies by a thousand little cuts. Well, we're doing what we do, can do. You know, critical care nurses say that the greatest regret of dying people is they didn't become the person they said they could have become or did what they really wanted to do. They got sucked into the system for whatever reason and never became themselves. So at least you and I will get out of here on a high note because we're <laughs> fighting. And all you other people out there that are doing nothing, eh, the future's in your hands. Do what you want with it. Thanks, Judge, for being here. Thank you for all you're doing. God bless you. And God bless America in the truest sense. Thank you. Thank you, Gerald. Thank you. All the best.